wonderful listener. I hope this message finds you in high spirits and eager to make a difference. I have some exciting news to share with you today that I believe will truly resonate with your kind and generous heart. As you know, the podcast has been a labor of love created with the aim of spreading knowledge, inspiration, and a little bit of laughter to all those who tune in. We've covered fascinating topics and had our very first incredible interviewed guest and shared stories that have touched lives of many. To keep this momentum going and continue delivering exceptional content that uplifts and educates, I would like to kindly ask for your support through the Buy Me Coffee website. This fantastic platform allows us to connect with our amazing audience like yourself and provides a simple, hassle-free way to show your appreciation for the show. By donating the price of a delicious cup of coffee, or more, if you're feeling extra generous, you'll not only help cover the production costs of the podcast, but also contribute to the growth and improvement of the content. Your support means the world to me and ensures that we can continue producing high-quality episodes that entertain, engage, and enlighten. But wait, there's more. (laughs) As a token of my gratitude, I've prepared some incredible perks exclusively for our generous donors. By donating, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and even a chance to participate in a live Q&A session with myself. It's my little way of saying thank you for being an integral part of this podcasting journey. So if you're ready to make a positive impact and see It's Glowing Well podcast flourish, head over to Buy Me Coffee page at buymecoffee.com slash it's glowing well and join our incredible community of supporters. Every contribution, no matter how big or small, makes a world of difference and brings us one step closer to achieving our goals. Again, that's buymecoffee.com slash it's going well. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for considering this opportunity to support our podcast and together we can create a meaningful content that enlightens, entertains, and leaves a lasting impact. Thank you so much and on with the show. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome. You're listening to the It's Glowing Well podcast, the show that encompasses all things to living well and feeling beautiful. I am your guide and host star. I've been in the beauty and wellness business for over a decade, and I am here to inspire, educate, and keep things positive through the challenges we face in this incredible journey of becoming our best selves inside and out. So if you're ready, let's take a deep breath and begin. Hello, my friends. So awesome to have you here again on another episode of It's Glowing Well podcast. Today, I want to dive into something that I get asked about a lot when it comes to doing yoga. And that is, do I need to eat a certain way? 
Well, here's the thing. Not really. I mean, you should generally always be aware of what you are consuming and how well that food is actually nourishing you. But if you are looking to really adapt to a true yogi lifestyle, then yes, because yoga is definitely not just about the poses. Yoga is an entire philosophy on how to live and have proper nourishment is essential, um, especially to a yoga lifestyle. So let's dive into this more and peel back the layers on this matter, because I assure you, it's not just all about wheatgrass and antioxidant juices. <laughs> so if you're not a yogi, um, someone who would be, you know, proficient in the practice of yoga, you probably have a friend who is. Either way, you know about the radiant aura that yogis typically emit. One of happiness, healthfulness. This comes from a blend of the yogi lifestyle. Practicing yoga, of course, but also embracing the approach to all aspects of day-to-day -day living, including food. Learning how to eat like a yogi means looking at not just what you eat, but the attitude and the habits you bring to the art of eating. And yes, my friends, I do truly believe that it is an art. I love food. I am such a foodie. I will always talk about food. If you ever run into me and you don't know what to talk to me about, just talk about food, especially sushi. But anyway, I digress. So step one, I think one of the biggest things is to learn the principles of Ayurveda. Um, and Ayurveda is translated to the science and the knowledge of life. So Ayur means life and Veda means science or knowledge. Ayurveda is too complex to be captured in one like paragraph that I could share with you. So people could spend a lifetime working to more, um, to f like fully embracing Ayurveda as a whole. But um, in short, this is a century old, and I, I'm sorry, I need to pluralize that if that's a word, centuries old concept through which individuals come to understand himself or herself better, and in doing so, make a lifestyle choices, including diet, that will be beneficial. And we'll come back to more of this um, in a few of the other steps that I'm going to mention. So you want to practice ahimsa. And for those who aren't quite clear on ahimsa, the symbol for this is the hand that has the eye in the center of the palm. It's a very popular boho tattoo you may have seen around. Ahimsa, though, is the practice of nonviolence in all its manifestations, physical, mental, and emotional. Many people mistakenly believe this means yogis must be vegetarian or vegan, but this is not the case. I will tell you right now, too, that I am not a vegan. I love vegan foods and entrees without a doubt. They are definitely one of my faves, but I'm not a full-fledged vegan. And also just a little other side topic to this, veganism is a truly fascinating topic. I would actually love to do an episode on that because 
it's there's a lot of different disciplines that go into it besides just the food but anyway i digress so you know to to really embrace a yogi lifestyle the short answer no you do not have to embrace being a full-fledged vegan or vegetarian i am you know while many yogis do choose the path of diets that consume no animal products Others may find such dietary restrictions to be harmful to their own health. And self-harm is contrary to the objectives of ahimsa. So ahimsa can mean eating any diet so long as one is being selective in his or her food choices. This can involve, for example, eating only animal products, true, um, like proven to be procured, through cruelty-free means. And I myself prefer to stick with just fish and chicken as my main meat choices. Don't get me wrong, on special occasions, like if there's grill outs or things like that, truth be told, my husband and I will bring our own turkey burgers. Um, I actually really try very hard to stay away from red meat as a whole, but that's just me. I mean, no judgment whatsoever to, to anyone out there who enjoys a good hamburger. I get it. I totally get it. So I'm also very selective too in how everything is made in and if it is an animal product, how it's actually raised. If I can buy farm fresh, I'm buying farm fresh and direct from the farmer. But anyway, moving on to another to another aspect of this that I think is really important Oh, and this is huge. This is a huge one. Being deliberate and grateful. Your attitude about food matters. Your attitude towards anything really important is like so essential, but I digress. Before you eat, take a pause. Just express gratitude for it. And you don't necessarily have to say it out loud. You can totally say it to yourself. And whether it's a meal you're excited to eat or something crummy you pulled together last minute, it is by gratitude that food can be the most nourishing. And appreciate that you have this sustenance and the ways in which it will serve your body. As you eat, I implore you to choose like chew, not choose, <laughs> excuse me, chew slowly, truly feel and taste the foods. I feel as though we do not do this enough as humans, let alone if you are a mom, because in today's world, it's all about go, go, go. And what's next? And even if we could just take 10 seconds, 20 seconds to savor and give thanks Wow, seriously, the change in the impact it would have on us. Minimize distractions. This isn't the time for television or scrolling through your phone. I know I'm raising my hand on this. I'm totally guilty. But give your full attention to the present. It is definitely a practice I have come to love and do more often than not because I love to close my eyes and truly taste my food, even if I only get to do it for a few bites and move on and maybe not the whole meal. 
And that's something that I'm working towards. And just a little funny side story too. My husband always will chuckle at me or laugh at me in a good way, in a good way, when I eat something that I love because it's written all over my face. And I think that's such a good thing that raises your vibration and food is magnificent. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> anyway, so you want to make sure too that you do eat the right foods. So you thought this section was going to be like sharing a grocery list. Um, it's definitely not. A diet that's based in Ayurvedic principles means knowing your dosha. Now, if you're not familiar with what your Ayurveda dosha is, you can easily Google a complimentary quiz or research it to see what best describes you. And then choosing foods that are in balance um, for your constitution and state of mind. So I'll give you a quick rundown on this because it's really cool. There are three different types of doshas. There's vata, kapha, pitta. Now, I myself am totally a vata, just based upon my physical shape and definitely my personality and demeanor. So a vata is balanced by cooked, fresh, whole foods that are rich in protein and fat, seasoned with warming spices. I am so vata. Next, there is kapha. And kapha is balanced by fresh fruits, vegetables, and legumes. Kaphas favor pungent, bitter, and astringent tastes, which that's really interesting to me. I am, I, I don't know. Um, I would, I know, I have a feeling I know a few kaphas who, who would fit this and a few people who fit the kapha profile. And then there's pitta. And pitta is balanced by cooked or raw whole foods that are relatively dry in carbs and hearty. Now, most importantly, know that the success lies largely in your intention. I can tell you too that I'm very much a blend and we all are when it comes to the doshas. There's such a blend between um, like I am Vata Pitta Kapha. And if you decide to do the quiz, it's going to actually share that with you, like what your ratios are for your Kapha. So I totally encourage you to go check it out. If nothing else, it's really fun and it's just kind of interesting. Um, and if you, so going back to our main topic here, if you are being thoughtful and deliberate and moderate in your approach to food, you're already eating like a yogi right then and there, which is really cool. So, all right, my friends, I think that this is going to be a great place to pause for now. And this was a pretty quick episode today, but I feel as though you should have some great takeaways. And if something stood out for you, or if you had an aha moment during this episode, please feel free to share it with me. I would love to hear from you. So with that, and with so much gratitude, I thank you for listening to this episode today and for joining me here on It's Glowing Well podcast. I am your guide and host star. I look forward to being with you again on the next episode. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And hey, if you really enjoyed today's show, 
I would love if you took a moment and did a random act of kindness and submitted a five-star review. And even share this with a friend that you know that would love to listen. If you would like to take our friendship to the next level and hang out even more, please feel free to follow me over on Instagram at glowingwellwithstar. Thank you so much. And until next time, I wish you love, light, and gratitude. Namaste. Namaste.